Let me share a little bit from the Word of God with you this morning. And um, I'm really just so taken with uh, the book of 1 John and how much God wants us to uh, love Him and thereby, therefore, loving each other. We should love each other, rather. And He wants us to love each other with this amazing and matchless love of God. I was really uh, just blessed last night as I was lying in bed thinking about the love of God and how the love of God is really shaping my life in a way that I could never have imagined uh, how he shapes our lives. The Lord wants to do infinitely more for us than we often allow him. And by allow him, I'm saying more than we are willing to receive from God. He wants to just pour into us, not just shower us. That's a good thing. But he wants to pour uh, that love into us in such generous amounts that, that, we can, uh, that we will be full, rather, of everything that God has uh, forever and ever. And that we would prosper and grow, thrive in, the, in this uh, present evil world. That's, that's what God has in mind. I never knew that John was so chocked with this great and amazing uh, expression of God's love. We love God today, and I know many of us love God, and I I hope all of us here love God. Uh, All of us love God. But we love God in in such a way sometimes we feel that we might even be be almost uh, consumed by that love. I, I told you a story when uh, one night I was just feeling the love of God, so it was like waves just coming and coming and coming. It was as though I was going to become a part of this great eternity, of this great ocean of love. And uh, I was talking to the Father about how much I loved him, and somewhere thereabout, he said, what you're experiencing or feeling is not your love for me, it's my love for you. And it was the first time I'd understood that God's love is this amazing and overwhelming. Uh, when you and I feel out, isolated and alone, uh, that, that's uh, like an untrue thing, that we are never alone. We're always loved, but we must open up to that love, the love of God. The love of God makes you whole. The, the, the Bible says that the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he's given to us. And so God has generously poured out his love for every one of us. We should never be isolated, feel isolated, alone, rejected, and, and uh, helpless. We should never. And in John, now, 1 John chapter 5, um, beginning in verse 6, he talks about uh, who we are and what God has done uh, for us. He's telling us that, that everyone who is uh, born of God overcomes the world. Everybody who is born of God overcomes the world. So what he says, that there is victory for every one of us. There's not defeat. There's, it's like victory is not somehow in the balance, is in, and uh, we don't know what the outcome is. No, John tells us emphatically that everybody who is born of God overcomes the world. Then he says things like, like and you cannot sin if you've been born of God. I've explained to you what that means in that we have been made perfect in our new heart. Uh, You are perfect in the new heart. You cannot sin in that part, in that finished work 
that God has done in each one of us. It is an impossibility. Now, I never heard that growing up. I never heard that as, a, as an adult. I never heard that there's a part of me that right now, as I walk through this world, that cannot sin. And there's a part of you that cannot sin. And so you never sin in that place. Paul says you always want to do what God wants in that place. And so I, I know, so that tells me that I have been saved. If that is not the truth, then your salvation is only theoretical. But it is real and actual because I have received Christ into my heart and, and, and that is settled. I am saved. So John says, you're going to overcome the world. You're going to overcome the world. So some of us are pretty slow overcomers, but we're overcomers nevertheless. Now, in, in 1 John 5, verse 6, he talks about the certainty of God's witness or God's testimony. <clears throat> it's like what God has said is true. So if, just think about your life in the whole world as a giant courtroom, and uh, here uh, God is uh, the key witness. He is the key. He's the judge, but he's also the witness. Uh, he is, he's going to give testimony. And so in verse 6, he says, this is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who bears witness because the Spirit is truth. Sometimes when you read a, a verse like that, it, it's sort of like, like what I generally do when I'm talking about things. I just give you a fact and I think you got it. Uh, but, but maybe it takes a little bit of elaboration here. And so what John is saying to us is that Jesus is the one who came by water and blood. He came by baptism, uh, is what we believe, and he came by, by blood, the death on the cross. And in both of these, there was a witness of God. God was the chief witness. The Spirit of God is the witness. And here he says that uh, not only by water, but by water and blood, <clears throat> and it is the Spirit who bears witness because the Spirit is truth. And at Jesus' baptism, God spoke from heaven in an audible voice. And he said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. So the, the fact that Jesus is God is a settled issue. Because God has given the testimony. Now, do you believe God's testimony? If you believe God's testimony about Jesus, you should believe God's testimony about you. Amen. So, so we know that God, that it is impossible for God to lie. Come on, say that again. It is impossible for God to lie. And so, so whatever God says is the truth. And he calls here, he says, the Spirit bears witness. Uh, and it is the Spirit who bears witness because the Spirit is truth. Because the Spirit is truth. Not the Spirit tells the truth, but the Spirit is truth. And there's no deviation. He also, at the, at the cross, we see the testimony of God because what happens, creation uh, uh, just began to, as it were, revolt at the fact that, that, that God's Son, the Son of God, who is very God, was dying on the cross, and at 12 o'clock, the, the, the sun refused to shine. The sun refused to shine from 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock at that particular darkness, that particular hour of darkness. And uh, there was a, as Jesus was there, bloody and dying, there was a Gentile, a centurion, who smote his breast and said, surely this man is the Son of God. This man is who he says he is. And so God then again testifies in nature and testifies through a person and people there at the cross. 
So, and then he says, uh, verse 7, for there are three that bear witness in heaven. There are three. Now, the three that bear witness here, uh, the, the water, the blood, and the Spirit of God, because the Spirit is the truth of God. So we want you to know is that you now have the Spirit in you. That's where we are going, for those of you who are a little impatient with the building of this message. You know, the Spirit of God now lives in you. And let me tell you, before I get there, <clears throat> that the Spirit of God is the only one, the, the only reality in the whole earth realm who was there at that cross, who was there at that baptism, and who is still here now. And God gave you that spirit. Amen. I, I, I try to rescue people from uh, believers from, from sort of making up truth as we go. I try to, to rescue us from that because there are things that are factual, there are things that are true, but the truth did not start with you or me. The truth is, is eternal. And there's an eternal truth that we must incorporate into everything that we do. And we, it is an easy thing to do because the truth is the Spirit of God who has been given to you. So you have the truth. I know there are times you go, I don't know what to believe. Just check that at the door. I don't know what to believe. Check that at the door because you have truth in you. The truth in the, the the truth of God, the truth that is God lives in you. So you can discern if you stop going in that aberrant direction, that, that wicked direction, uh, that Christless and godless direction. So he says that there are three that bear witness in heaven, Father, uh, Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. Now, uh, these three are one. So, so the, the Father the Word, and the Holy Spirit, they bear witness in heaven. So they are saying that Jesus is who he says he is. They are also saying that you are who uh, God says you are. So they are one, and they are bearing witness. So they, they give testimony to, to, you, to you. So your reality here is to believe the testimony of God. We're talking about the certainty of God's witness, the certainty of God's testimony. And John goes on to say, and there are three that bear witness on earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three agree as one. So, so the Holy Spirit with, with the water, the baptism of Christ, his death on the cross, they are all agreeing as one. So you're seeing the power of God's testimony. The Bible says to us that uh, in the Jewish law, it says that uh, the testimony of two or three witnesses uh, of witnesses uh, is acceptable. That testimony is acceptable. And so what John is proving in the midst of uh, much heretical expression, uh, much error, there's a lot of error here in, in Ephesus. Uh, this is where the, the chief place where the, this goddess Diana was celebrated and her temple was there. And there were all kinds of, of lying prophets in, the, in that day, lying preachers in that day. And so John says, no, no, no. You have the witness in you. You have the witness on earth. You have the water. You have the blood and you have the spirit. You have the witness from heaven. God has spoken on the earth and God has spoken from heaven. And he says that his testimony is true. That's what he's saying. They agree. So you have no reason for, for being in a flux or in limbo like, I don't know what to believe. 
you have no, no reason to be there. And you and I are living in a day not of misinformation only, but of disinformation. There are evil forces that are intentionally giving us lying stuff every day, bombarding you with it. No, 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 no. Don't receive that stuff. Don't receive that. Don't receive that. And somebody, don't resist the truth. All right? You know, sometimes God will bring you the truth in a package you don't want to accept. He does that. He does that. Amen. You know, so, so, let's, so let, let's, let's believe what God is saying. Because there's a testimony that's coming from heaven. There's a testimony that's been released in the earth. And they're all agreeing. If, if, if earth is agreeing with heaven and heaven is agreeing with earth, then oughtn't we agree with heaven? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This thing is coming after you. Come on, this, this evil thing is coming after you. Yeah. You know, if I knew that the bandit was coming into my house at, at, at 11 p.m., I'm going to be ready. And I'm not going to be surprised the bandit's going to be surprised. Are you with me? That's, a, that's, a, that's an example. I better look at the saints. I may be encouraged the saints in the wrong way. <laughs> Verse 9. If we receive the witness or the testimony of men, listen, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. That's the, that's the rule. You go to court and you God say, I was an eyewitness. I saw him do such and such. I'm an eyewitness. I saw her do such and such. You know, it says, well, if we receive that, the witness of men, um, he says, God is greater. For this is the witness or the testimony of God, which he has testified of his son. God has testified of his son. So we must believe the son of God, not others. This heresy that was, that was promoted was that Jesus wasn't really God. He was a man on, on whom God, uh, the Christ came, and, and then uh, the Christ left him and left him to die. That's why he was shouting out, why have you forsaken me? They were just, they were liars. And today there are many liars in your sphere, in your sphere. There are many liars in your sphere. So we want you to believe the, the witness of God. Don't believe what's on television. Believe the witness of God. All right? Verse 10 says, he who believes in the Son of God has the witness or the testimony in himself. He who believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. And so what we're saying is God has, has testified outwardly, that is to the hearing of your ears, but he has also testified inwardly. So you have a voice within you testifying to the veracity or the truth of Scripture and even of the times. So this is the love of God that is bringing all of this forth for us. This is the love of God. And so he says here, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. Let me, I think I skipped something. Let's go back to verse 10. He who believes in the Son of God has the, the testimony in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar. He who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed the testimony that God has given us of his son. So the word of God says, is saying that you and I must believe the testimony that God has given of his son. And that includes the way you and I live our lives every day. 
We cannot set aside the testimony of God so that we can believe or do something else. That's how people get into error. That's how we, it's that simple. You'll say, yeah, I know that it said that, but I don't know. Yes, you do know. And, and, and this is what, because you, if you say you don't know, you make God a liar. Because God has placed the truth, the testimony, his own testimony. Amen. That own documented testimony is inside you, Amen. in your heart. Amen. Wow. Amen. It's one thing hearing something with the outer ear, but it's another thing that I'm hearing it on the inside and on the outside. I'm hearing it, hearing it from the earth, and I'm hearing it from heaven, and I say I don't know. No, 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 you know. Now, I don't know about you now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what your intentions are. Yeah, your intentions aren't too good, are they? Come on, because of God, what God has done. And listen to what he says. This is really good stuff. I love this. Verse 11 says, and this is the testimony. And this, let's listen to this testimony. That God has given us eternal life. This is what God is testifying. I have given you eternal life. You believe on the Son of God. He says, I have given you eternal life. And so God is saying that through the preacher this morning. God is saying that through the Holy Spirit in you this morning. And then you can walk out and say, I still have doubt. Wow. Wow. This is the love of God that keeps, keeps embracing us. That keeps informing us. It's the love of God. It's the love of God, man. You know, you know there's, a, there's a saying we have in Texas, you know, don't look at me like a, a calf looking at a new gate. Amen. Or don't have that deer in the headlight look. You know, the deer, when the lights shine on the deer, they know what to do. Get out of traffic, you know. Uh, Mr. Deer, get out of traffic. So he says, he, uh, verse 12, he who has the son has life. So you have eternal life. He who has the Son has life, has the life. Not just life, but the life. You have the life, the eternal life. You have the eternal life. And you cannot lose the eternal life. I know some people want to believe you can lose the eternal life. How can you lose what God says you cannot lose? How can you lose a life that God has sent into your heart to dwell, to take up residence. Amen. Now, once the Son of God comes into your, your heart, you can never be unsunned. Amen. You can be unfriended on Facebook, but you can never be unsunned. No unsunning you. I am God's property forever. I am God's dwelling place forever. You are God's dwelling place forever. You are God's property forever. He has come to dwell. He has come to remain. He has come to stay in you. That's good stuff. This is what the love of God brings to us. Sometimes we think this love is just kind of, uh, mamby pamby, I love, I love you. Well, it's maybe some of that, but it's really more substantial. It means that when I, when I feel like nobody loves me, somebody's still loving me. When I feel alone, I'm not alone. This is amazing. It'll get you through any difficulty, any difficulty. You'll get, it doesn't matter what the difficulty is, it will get you through it. 
I'm, I'm telling you, I was once young and now I'm old. I, I, I've never seen this change. I, I have learned now that the things that I thought were going to destroy me, that they were too big for my mind. They were too big for my, my little human heart. That they were going to crush me. But I found that when I got through them, I wasn't crushed. I wasn't destroyed. I wasn't destroyed, but I'm still standing. You're still standing. And I know when I look at your faces, there are people who've gone through things that are unimaginable, but you're still here. Because God is telling you that nothing can destroy what God's building. Amen. Amen. That's what he's saying to me. All right, let me hurry. He says in verse 13, these things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. Uh, you believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know. I'm, I'm, this, these are things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know, have no doubt, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Now, he's not saying that perhaps you should continue, or that you may Continue, And what he is showing us is a, a reality that everyone who has the Son of God will continue. Everyone who has the Son of God will persevere. It doesn't matter what co comes against you. That's why I love that scripture. I quote it all the time. No weapon formed against you shall, will prosper. Absolutely no weapon over there formed against you will prosper. No weapon formed against you will prosper. No weapon formed against you will prosper. That's a promise that God gives in his eternal life. So what he's actually saying to us is that nothing can beat the eternal life. Amen. We know that because God has testified that Jesus is his son and the greatest uh, enemy on the whole planet was death. The whole, the biggest enemy was death. Nobody beat death. No matter how formidable they thought they were, Abraham did not beat death, Isaac did not, Jacob did not, none of them beat death, Man. Joshua did not, Caleb did not, right. Samson is, with all of his might did not, right. none of the great prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, they did not beat death, David, the great warrior, did not beat death, yeah. but Jesus, the life that is in you, Jesus, the life that is in you, beat death. This is the testimony, this is the testimony that God has given you the life that is Jesus and you too will beat death as, as a matter of fact you've already beaten death before you die because of Christ Jesus. This is amazing. I, I want us to, to go out of here fortified and strong and made strong by the love of God. Don't you have some pity party? And invite yourself into depression. Rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen with me. Shout amen one more time with me. Amen. The Holy Spirit being the only person active on the earth today who was present when Christ was ministering here is now in you. The witness, the testimony of the Father is past history. but present reality in Christ. The first is external, the second is internal. The first is to the outer ear, but now internally. 
How does one know that he or she has eternal life? How do I know that God? I want to know. Because God himself has testified. God himself testified on your behalf. He testified for me. He has given us an assurance that we are saved. And, and my, my salvation does not depend upon my perfection, my perfect acts. My salvation depends on the fact that God told me I was saved forever. God told me that he would keep me and that nothing the enemy would do would be able to interrupt, upend this amazing blessing. So my salvation does not depend on my feelings. It does not depend on my emotion. It rests on the testimony of God. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody. The love of God, the love of God keeps you going. The love of God keeps me going. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 We love you so much. We appreciate you so much. There's nobody like you, Jesus. Father, thank you for the testimony that you gave because the Spirit is truth. The Spirit is the truth. Jesus, you said, I am the way. I am the truth. I'm the life. You are, we have now received the life of God. And today we want to celebrate by, by receiving communion today with each other. In Jesus' name, Father, we're grateful. Hallelujah. Thank